This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Solihull Moors 2, Wrexham 2. Welcome to the new era. If it's as fun as that match was, it's going to be quite interesting. Wrexham, starting off in front of an absolutely magnificent capacity away end, made all sorts of terrific noise uh, with a more solid-looking eleven that we've been selecting in the pre-season friendlies. Out went McAlinden, who has been looking good behind the strikers in pre-season, and David Jones stepped up into the defensive midfield role, just stiffening it up a little bit. So Jordan Davis playing off the strikers, Luke Young being a number eight, Jones holding. And also at the back, Jamie Records coming in for Cameron Green, uh, certainly added more physicality as suspected. The big call was in the centre of defence, of course. Wrexham have not finished compiling their squad yet, and there were numbers short at centre-back with Sean Brisley out injured, as was Rob Lington, and also with Harry Lennon not fully fit, although he made it onto the bench. So, Phil Parkinson, rather than put a makeshift centre-back in, gave a first league start to Max Cleveth in the centre of a three with Aaron Aiden and Tyler French either side of him. Now, this game, after a, 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 a should we say, symbolic moment to start off this new era where Paul Mullen shot from the kickoff, what a beginning that would have been. Um, it broke into four very clear phases. The first 15 minutes, the rest of the first half, the whole second half until, well, say 85th so minute and then the, the frantic conclusion the opening period was not good for Wrexham Solihull Moors really got at us the pitch was wet it was zipping around Solihull who played their last preseason game of four at the back switched to three at the back whether that caught us out a little bit I don't know but certainly they were getting players into good positions and our midfield as we saw actually against Curzon Aston last weekend could retreat a little deeper and the centre of the pitch become quite empty I think it might have been a consequence as well of our pressing we were pressing quite a lot on the flanks now, if you don't quite get the timing of it right or the personnel right, you could, of course, leave a gap in the middle. Certainly, we were getting exposed and there were early opportunities, shooting opportunities, just from driving through the middle. And in the third minute came a, a terrifying moment. This one actually initiated on the wing. Barnett on the right record showed him inside, which I don't think was a, a wise thing to do, invited him to come in. So he did hit the shot. It was straight at Dibble, but horribly in the wet conditions, just slipped through his hands, dribbled through his legs, and fortunately, Aaron Hayden was able to cover around the back of his keeper and clear. There were then a couple of instances where Maycock, the centre midfielder, drove through a pretty deserted midfield and really should have shot. One ended in clever fouling Dallas on the edge of the area, but a free kick came to nothing. But these were clear warning shots from Solly Hull. They were, they were forcing the situations where they could trouble us. Wrexham's first real moment of danger, apart from Mullins' uh, party piece from the kickoff, came in the 10th minute. Mullin breaking down the right-hand side, pulling the ball back to the edge of the area. Jordan Davis scooping it over with his right foot first time. He had a bit more time than I think he realised. But it was straight back then to Solihull putting pressure on. Although, I've got to say, as we rather suspected, Wrexham, despite uh, looking a little vulnerable, say that these are the areas of the squad that haven't been completed yet, still looking dangerous on the break, especially when Mullen was pulling down the right-hand side. In the 18th minute, though, came Solly Hull's opener. 
And surprise, surprise, it was a shot from the edge of the area. Joe Sparrow, who was excellent for Solly Hull, who usually you see him playing as a right-sided player, cutting in, uh, popped up on the edge of the box and drove a tremendous strike into the top left corner. Dibble absolutely helpless and Solly Hull in the lead. However, Wrexham started to gain a bit more equilibrium. We had one more nervous moment. Sparrow again in that area after we'd half cleared the ball, running onto it, and from the edge of the box, pulling a shot just wide of the left post. But then came that turning point, because straight from the goal kick, we entered the second phase of play, which was Wrexham's complete domination of the last 20 minutes of the first half, a period in which Wrexham could have finished the match off. It was impressive. It started off with the equaliser. From that sparrow shot, Dibble taking a goal kick, Hyde holding it up well and helping it on, Young popping it down the left flank. Now Preston, one of the centre-backs for Solly Hull, should have had a cover, but he really sloppily, obviously got a call from his keeper as it dropped down the side of the box, and so he left it for the goalie, but he didn't block off Mullen, who was chasing Gamely. He just stepped off and gave Mullen a free run at the ball. If Preston had just blocked him, Nothing would have come of this, it would have been a routine take for the goalie. As it was, Mullen attacked it. The keeper, Dewhurst, lunging in, pulled him down, and the referee gave a penalty. Mullen, well, <laughs> he scored a few penalties last season. Luke Young must have been disappointed not to be getting the opportunity, having been so consistent last season from the spot. But the way Mullen smashed it into the roof of the net, well, he'll have a job getting that ball back off him now. And so Wrexham were level. And the change in the atmosphere was palpable. The whole arena, the crowd, the game, everything suddenly felt different. The Wrexham fans making terrific noise. The team really buoyed up by the equaliser and the support that they were getting. And the Solihull side suddenly looking a little bit rattled. And four minutes later, Wrexham were ahead in the grand manner. Hall Johnson putting the ball into the box. It was half cleared, and David Jones on his Wrexham debut, a man who hasn't played since the season before last, a man who hasn't scored for considerably longer, in fact his last away goal came in eight years ago, attacked it with his weaker left foot and hit the most magnificent volley straight into the top left corner. A fabulous finish. It was an awkwardish height, it was borderline too high to volley, and yet somehow he managed to control it. A magnificent goal. And Wrexham were ahead, and for the rest of the half, they pressed on looking for more. The closest they came was in the last minute of the half, when Jake Hyde, he thought he'd scored on his debut. A good cross coming in from the right-hand side again from Hall Johnson, and a great diving header by Hyde, putting it into the net. But he was flagged offside. Hyde was livid, although I must say, that's something I quite liked about this performance, We've got a lot of players who'd give loads to the officials. <laughs> We're going to be putting teams under referees under pressure, I think, this season. Um, I've looked at the footage. It's impossible to tell. Um, the camera angle that we were given was oh, was on was not on the halfway line, and therefore you can't see everybody who's in the box properly. He's way offside in terms of the defenders you can see in the picture. It could be that. Solihull's defence had not lined up well and there might have been a straggler who played him on but it looks what you can see like he was off um, <clears throat> Solihull had one chance in this period Danny Newton, a high profile striker that they, they brought in remember that welcome video which referred to Paul Mullen he was 
hard working but not threatening but he did get in the ball on the left channel on one occasion and from the edge of the box drove a stinging shot which dibbled it well to get his hands up to and parry around the corner uh, for a post rather for a corner now the next phase of play was pretty much all of the second half and it was a it's a peculiar one to talk about i'm not quite sure how to how i feel about this we clearly set out to control the game we had the lead in a very difficult away match and we clearly set out to prioritize keeping that lead i don't think there's anything wrong with that and we did it very very well however i'm sure phil parkinson won't have been happy at the lack of threat we showed on the counter-attack because we do look so dangerous on the counter so basically the second half was a complete contrast to the first the pace slowed right down we were taking our time over restarts there was a lot of slow passing solihull a lot more of the ball than we did but they weren't at all threatening they were moving the ball around in front of us our defensive discipline was excellent the only efforts they had in the normal ninth foot you know, second 45 were a couple of penalty box headers where the player the players never looked like they were able to get on top of the ball and they headed it harmlessly wide not the sort of stuff that you're really going to remember Wrexham did have some chances at the other end Hull Johnson hitting in a cross which took a wicked deflection and could easily have found its way in it just skimmed the bar with Dewhurst the goalkeeper scrambling after it but there wasn't much going on really in terms of goal mouth action in fact in the, <laughs> until about five minutes from the end the main issue sadly for Wrexham revolved around Reese Hall Johnson Firstly, he picked up a, a, a astonishing re a yellow card. Now, the referee was erratic, Stephen Copeland, but this one was beyond belief. Wrexham had a set piece and were attacking. It was cleared to the halfway line. Sparrow raced after it with Hall Johnson coming from a different direction. Hall Johnson got there first by a good margin and put it out for a throw. And as he was in the air, Sparrow smashed into him and just chopped him in half now my immediate reaction to that was i thought the referee was probably going to give sparrow a yellow card and a last warning that's how bad the challenge was in fact to be frank i mean the, the rules for a red card say you know if you're out of control if well he was clearly out of control he'd left the ground and just hurled himself in to hall johnson so i i expected a yellow but if there was a red I felt the Sparrow wouldn't have that much grounds for a complaint the ref booked Hall Johnson he booked Hall Johnson it was flabbergasting I had to look back at the footage to see if I'd somehow seen it completely wrong I didn't <laughs> Hall Johnson gets there, puts the ball out of play and then gets smashed up in the air the contact about hip height uh, absolutely unbelievable i don't think sparrow was trying to do him i must emphasize that but he was completely he was totally out of control the way he flew into him so yeah amazing so Hall johnson got boxed because he was smashed into but sadly much worse was to come for him because then in a challenge with williams he went down got up again briefly and went down again and clearly was in real distress a stretcher had to be called and he went off now as i'm recording this i don't know exactly what the situation is with him but goodness me he's an important part of wrexham's setup this season let's hope that the injury is less bad than it appeared at first so wrexham were going into the latter stages of the game with uh, the lead comfortable 
McAlinden came on for his debut, replacing the excellent Hyde. Lennon came on as, all for, as well for his debut to replace Hall Johnson. And things looked pretty comfortable, except that Kyle Hudlin, uh, Sonny Hullmore's six foot nine striker, also came on uh, after with quarter of an hour left. And that just changed matters slightly. Solly Hull changed their shape to a back four. Hudlin's not that great in the air, considering his size, but he causes consternation in the penalty area. I mean, to be honest, his strength is, is that he's got decent feet and he gets on the end of stuff, but he's not really a player who's going to terrorise you in the air. However, when a defence is marking a six foot nine guy, Solly Hull had a different option. Instead of the passing football they deployed up till this point, which was getting them nowhere in the second half because Wrexham's discipline was so good that, like I said, the ball's just getting passed in front of us. He was in the box causing a commotion. And the, the nature of the game changed, but not until added time. Because at the closing stages, Wrexham actually went close twice. Uh, Mullen, firstly, on a breakaway timing a perfectly timed pass into the left channel from McAlinden who equally timed his run to perfection lovely combination play McAlinden from the edge of the box driving it across the keeper who was beaten and the ball just scraped the right post and then in the 89th minute Luke Young doing a magnificent job in midfield hurling himself horizontally to win a header and play Mullen in against the last defender down the right channel Mullen drove into there and from a tightish angle hit a shot with tremendous power Dewhurst did really well to push it away although I think it was one of those reflex ones where he didn't really know he'd done it he just his arms <laughs> moved independently of his brain and just about got up there uh, so Wrexham pushing hard as Solihull left gaps to get that goal but the nature of it started to change around the 90th minute I thought Hudlin was starting to get a lot more balls into the box Wrexham was struggling to clear uh, the defence was altered of course because French now had gone over to from left sided centre back to right wing back Hyde Lennon was now playing as left sided centre back and was having to pick up Hudlin a lot and also from set pieces and the goal initially came from a corner that was half cleared Jake Hyde was doing a superb job in the air heading the balls away in that near post zone um, so 94th minute the equaliser came corner like I said half cleared and after being played in for Hudlin to cause a commotion came back out to the edge of the box Sparrow was being marked by Mullen but Mullen let him go on the edge of the box and all credit to Sparrow he nailed it in the top right corner so he, he put a brilliant finish from the edge of the box into both top corners and he'd earned a point although it must be said the referee added seven minutes on which I couldn't understand all Johnson despite the apparent seriousness of his injury was down for about three and there were hardly any other stoppages so it's slightly hard to understand that one um, and Wrexham came back and in those closing three minutes threatened to nick the winner the closest they coming being when Young typically drove through the middle and smashed a powerful shot that again beat the keeper from 25 yards it went just wide of the left post so one of those where you play well enough to win and lose it in added time but the atmosphere is much more upbeat than it normally would be in those sort of situations because Wrexham did do well and after a shaky start controlled a game away from home against Solihull Moors a team who surely are going to be up there at the end of the season and a venue where we usually lose so it was certainly a step in the right direction and with those improvements to come in you would hope that we just 
improve from that very good start. Individual performances, well, Dibble had that the horrible moment in the third minute where the ball slipped through him. I've got to say these things happen for goalkeepers. Um, Hayden had to get across and clear it. I think he'd taken enough pace off it. He'd been able to get back to it himself. And really the only other work he had to do was a good save from a shot on the edge of the area. But he certainly didn't let that error play on his mind. So not you know not too concerned by that. And the back three did really well. Hayden was the best player on the pitch for me. He was magnificent as a right-sided centre-back. So composed to so strong in a tackle and say Solly Hull have got a really good range of good strikers um, but he was handling them comfortably players running at him he just keep calm and tackle them the best one coming on Sparrow he tried a few step overs and changes of direction and he just kept his eyes on the ball engaged and won it in fact it was such a good one he stood back to admire his challenge and lost the ball but anyway he was rock solid near the end of the game there was a good moment where a player got a head start on him and he just eased through the gears and accelerated past him so smoothly Hayden's a class act the left-sided centre-back French and we've never seen him play on the left of a defence before obviously as a centre-back it's different from being a wing-back but he was deployed as a right-sided centre-back last season and he again did very well he was very sound very solid won plenty of his challenges and massive kudos to Max Cleverth he was selected in the middle of the three I probably assumed to protect him a little bit and did very well he also looked a little uncomfortable in the very early stages but then everybody did to be honest and then grew into it marvellously handled things well and big pat on the back for him we've debated Clareworth quite a lot in the pre-season and exactly where we see him going this year and the consensus has been a loan to our level would be quite good well maybe he it's he is ready to step up and do it this season looking at that performance brilliant stuff from him the wing back Saul Johnson again well he did very well defensively um, the first half uh, the commentary position is quite close to the pitch and I had a good view of him handling players running at him and he did very very well uh, Boys, the left sided wing back for Solly Hull on loan from Sheffield United is very direct and quick Hull Johnson defended him really well and got forwards on a number of occasions let's hope his injury is not as serious as it looks and on the other side record um, also did well I thought especially second half when he, he was behind quite a lot of the breakaways that we had and had a solid match Cameron Green's unlucky not to be selected he's had a brilliant pre-season but his time will come and then the centre mid well Jones of course apart from that great goal did add some strength and depth in midfield and I must say that issue in the first half the, the, the absence sometimes of players in central areas was resolved and the midfield trio did well to sort that out Young as captain had an excellent game <laughs> he, he did really lead by example and showed a steely side when uh, Kyle Storer, the ex-Rexham player and Solly Hull captain mm, how can I say this about swearing did a bit of naughty stuff with Young and they ended up even with Storer lying on Young they got up and they were going head to head Storer likes to intimidate and Young was not having it and it was quite good to see that show of strength and then Jordan Davis in the position he wants to play in behind the strikers actually funnily enough in a creative sense didn't have that much influence on the game but did an awful lot of good hard work actually stopping Solly Hull who were a passing team from building up and so he did a good job for the team without sparkling individually sparkling individually you say well let's look at the strikers well Hyde actually to be fair yeah put in a hell of a good shift for Mullen and the players going running past him I thought he was excellent Hyde really good target man great strength held the ball up superbly 
I'm excited by him as an acquisition more now that I've seen him in combination on Mullen than when we bought him to be honest but yeah he looked really good held the ball up superbly and then Mullen well admittedly if he'd stayed goal side of Sparrow he'd have won 2-1 on that late corner but the fact of the matter is he's just a spark he's alive all the time he breaks off into those right channel areas and drives at the opposition he can cut back and put a good cross in well <laughs> You're not going to be surprised when I say that he's clearly too good for this division. But I'm delighted he's playing for us. And then as for the subs, well, McAlinden got 15, uh, 20 minutes and looked good. Looked lively, sort of playing off Mullum slightly, but breaking ahead of him as he did with his opportunity to score. Um, showed some nice footwork, as he typically did in tight spaces in his own half to spark another attack. He had a tidy game. And then Harry Lennon, pleasingly, was able to come on because of course he's not managed to put in a full 90 in pre-season but he came on for the last 15 and did a solid enough job in trying circumstances because that was the point where Solihull started putting the ball into the mixer but he looked sound enough so yeah satisfied with that to be honest with you because it's a building block we ought to be getting another three or so players in over the next week and if they have the quality of our most recent signings we're gonna have quite a team but Let's not forget, Solihull finished the season with six wins and a draw out of seven. They have not lost any of their key players and they've brought in some really good players. They are, to my eyes, I can't see how they won't at least be in the playoffs. They're a proper team. And we should have won there. And when we look to control the game, okay, we only a goal up and we paid the price in the end, but we did control it. We kept them well at arm's length. The only opportunity of the second half that I bothered no down was the goal. So, very promising start. Let's see what happens next Saturday at Eastley. Another tough task. The final score of Solihull Moors 2, Wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.